The America's National Parks Podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there. From soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all, to just right layers perfect for changing weather, to sun-smart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays, every L.L. Bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind. Visit LLBean.com to shop now. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. The sun can rise and set on this island nation in the middle of the Pacific, known for its rainforest paradise and tropical reefs. These islands were originally settled by Polynesians more than 3,000 years ago and continue to carry traditional Polynesian culture today. Colorful tropical reefs are part of the 4,000 acres of national park that is underwater, though even reefs are threatened by human-caused climate change. While we love to travel by RV here at America's National Parks, this one is only accessible by plane. I'm Jason Epperson, and this week on the America's National Parks podcast, we take a deep dive into the American Samoa. In 1722, Jakob Rogevane, a Dutch navigator, spotted Samoa from his expedition vessel. Other European explorers and traders followed throughout the century, and in the 1830s, the London Missionary Society sent its first representatives to the island. In the late 1800s, the United States wanted to create a naval station in Pago Pago Harbor on the main island of Tutulia and signed a treaty for that right in 1878. Colonial powers reached another agreement in 1899, which divided Samoa by spheres of influence. The United States took control of the eastern islands, while Germany gained control of the western. Later, the chiefs of the islands formally ceded the land, and by 1904, the eastern islands were all ceded to the United States. American Samoa became a strategic naval base, and in 1951, the territory was transferred to the U.S. Department of the Interior. A governor was appointed to administer the territory, and he appointed political advisors from the U.S. to help him. Samoans were understandably anxious to have some control over their country's affairs again, and the territory's first elected governor, a Samoan named Peter Coleman, won the race in 1977. The National Park of American Samoa was established in 1988. There are three sections to the park that make up more than 14 square miles, the north-central area of the main island of Tutulia, a large portion of the island of Tau, and a small area of shoreline and offshore reef on the island of Ofu. Tau and Ofu are around 60 miles east of the main island and can only be reached by airplane from Pago Pago, where the visitor center for the park is located. On September 29, 2009, an earthquake shook the villages and people living in the Samoan archipelago. The 8.3 magnitude quake was centered around 120 miles to the south in the Pacific Ocean and generated a tsunami that flooded the islands of the American Samoa. There was extensive damage to the island of Tutulio. Pago Pago was inundated with water. Villages were flattened by the waves and scores of people died. There is a single factor that sets the National Park of American Samoa apart from other national parks in the United States. Though the National Park Service manages the land, it is the indigenous Samoan people who own the land and lease it to the Park Service. 
This means that the local people are still allowed to use the land in a traditional way. Scholars are able to use linguistics or languages to learn more about the history of human settlement around the globe. It's how they believe that Western Polynesia was first settled more than 3,000 years ago by people of the Lapita culture, named for a type of fired pottery discovered at the site of the Lapita in New Caledonia. There's more uncertainty surrounding the settlement of Eastern Polynesia, though, whose archaeological sites lack any ceramics at all. With more, here's Abigail. Traditional Polynesian cultures are known for their incredible adaptation to the ocean environment. Polynesians were skillful mariners and took voyages to places as far as Chile. Their relationship with the ocean was also prevalent through social organization, religion, and food production, meaning they were equipped to handle possible hazards of the Pacific. If lives were lost in a shipwreck, the community had ways of supporting separated families or navigating a shifting community after losing such a large portion of the group. Polynesian culture also reflects a deep connection to and observation of the natural world. Traditional languages are full of words for stars, currents, winds, directions, and landforms. They also viewed the supernatural as more of a continuum of reality than a separate experience. In Samoa, traditional communities shifted from small groups of two or three households to fortified villages around 1,000 years ago. These villages were constructed along the coast and had 30 or more houses connected by a network of paths. Houses were usually oval-shaped, large and open, with a thatched roof and wooden pillars. In places of walls, people would hang rolled mats along the eaves, only unrolling them if necessary to protect those inside from the sun or rain. The most useful plant in Samoa by far is the coconut. All parts of the plant are used except the roots. The green nut can be grated to use as an ingredient in many dishes or eaten raw. Coconut cream is made when grated coconut is compressed in a strainer. And this is also an important part of many Samoan recipes. The water in the fruit is used as a drink, and sometimes on fishing expeditions, coconuts are brought along as a source of water as well as food. Coconut shells are dried and used as utensils or as a storage container for dyes, fish line, and other small objects. The leaves of the coconut tree are perhaps the most versatile part of the plant. Leaves are woven into baskets, food trays, fans, hats, sandals, toys, and house blinds. Any fibers that can be collected from the coconut's husk can be twisted into a strong cord called sinnet, which is used in lashings for houses or vessels. The mature coconut has kernels that can be compressed in a strainer made of hibiscus bark to produce oil called lolo. Samoans use lolo for cosmetics and medicinal purposes such as to groom hair, oil skin, or used as perfume or cologne. The National Park of American Samoa is known for its stunning scenery. There are large stretches of native forest, mostly inaccessible to people. On the southern shore of the island Tau, the world's tallest sea cliff soars more than 3,000 feet above the ocean. Visitors are able to walk along the coast right at the base of these cliffs. American Samoa's only native land mammal, the flying fox, lives within the park and is actually a type of bat. The islands are home to just one snake species, the Pacific boa, 
In the park's rainforest, there are birds like the honey eater and the Pacific pigeon, which is a bird known to the ancient Samoans. Star-shaped mounds were constructed to trap the birds and could still be found all over the island. White sand beaches run along the edges of Ofu's shoreline, hinting at the pristine coral reefs offshore. The coral reefs in the park support more than 900 species of fish, plus many seabirds and shorebirds like noddies, terns, frigate birds, rails, and plovers. Coral reefs provide a variety of ecosystem services, support fisheries, and also act as a physical protective structure against waves. Reefs also support a variety of recreation and tourism opportunities. Our oceans provide immense value for our economies and our well-being. If the ocean was its own country with an economy, it would comprise the seventh largest economy of the world, with a total value of $24 trillion from fisheries, coral reefs, shipping lanes, and carbon absorption. Coral reefs exist around the world, but tropical reefs are well known for their crystal clear waters, which indicate fewer nutrients in the water, yet corals are able to thrive. Tropical coral reefs only make up about 0.1% of the world's oceans, yet one in three marine species are from coral reefs. So what is coral? Corals are a symbiosis or a partnership between two organisms, an animal host that has algae living inside of them. Though the waters are low in nutrients, the tropical coral reefs have plenty of sunlight and the algae is able to create energy for itself and the animal hosts through photosynthesis. Unfortunately, coral reefs are in danger around the world. Pollution and habitat destruction are two major threats facing them. As coastlines are developed, increased levels of sedimentation become like dust settling on the reefs. Illegal fishing may be another threat, though it's difficult to know how large of an impact it's having. Aside from local threats, there are also ocean-scale problems facing our coral reefs. Increased greenhouse gases resulting from human activity is exacerbating many aspects of climate change, including ocean acidification, where the chemical pH of the water is lower and less habitable for plants, fish, and other wildlife. Ocean warming is also occurring due to more greenhouse gases in the atmosphere and is likely the most intense threat to coral reefs. As the water warms, corals bleach and lose their color. When corals bleach, the symbiotic partnership between the algae and the animal breaks down, and the corals lose the algae, which gives them their main food source. Though the tissue is now transparent, the coral is still alive, but it's more susceptible to disease and needs time to fully recover with algae partners. The National Park of American Samoa may be a few thousand miles away, but that does not mean that it's impossible to visit. A passport is required even for American citizens, and keep in mind that certain amenities and facilities, including transportation and gear rentals, may be very limited depending on what island you want to travel to. It's one of the most remote national parks, after all. Depending on where you live, a couple of plane rides are enough to bring you closer to the ocean vistas, peaceful coastlines, and tropical reefs in the heart of Polynesia. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, narrated by Abigail Trebu, and written by Lindsay Taylor, whose blog, The Curiosity Chronicles, can be found on the webpage for this episode. Special thanks to Dr. Veronica Radis, whose National Park Service Connected Conservation Webinar provided our stories about corals in the National Park of American Samoa. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. 
You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. For more great American destinations, give us a listen at the Sea America podcast. And if you're interested in RV travel, find us at the RV Miles podcast. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit llbean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks.